0: Describe what you got.
1: Oh, Describe it?
0: Describe it. Let, let the listening audience know what we got.
1: There's fruit smoothie flavored honey stinger organic energy gel. This one is very thick. Okay. And there is berry blast power bar for maximum energy delivery. This one is... Mm-mm. All right, so which oh, one are you going to yeah. try? Well, what do you recommend?
0: <laughs> uh, what do I recommend? I recommend you go into it with a very open mind is what I recommend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So go ahead. Rapido, rapido.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's worse, thick or thin. You,
0: well, it's, you tell you what, you can open both and try a little nope. bit of Okay, so if it's going to be one or the other, which one are you going to go it's for? It's going
1: to be like my meal for the day.
0: Uh, let's just say it could be your meal for the race
1: For the race
0: So you could be on the course And this is what they could be handing out Or you could be on the ra- Here, we- Okay, here we go So, it's- Do you tear at the top? Okay, Isabel's gonna- She's- okay Desperately trying to open- Just open, okay, so there's a feat unto itself Okay What? Okay, she's actually trying to open it like a baggage. Of- she's- you are the most- You're the most <laughs> delicate person at opening a- Like a goo that I think I've ever seen
1: There's no good way to do this.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) well there is. Okay, now you're inspecting it visually. Yeah, yeah, I know I won't look. Promise I won't look.
1: You're looking? I'm not looking.
0: I'm really looking.
1: (laughs) That is sweet, that's real sweet. Keep going? No. Okay. Describe... No, can...
0: This is your first ever goo. Keep describing it for our listening audience. The pauses and the silences <laughs> are gonna be good for a podcast, so keep going.
1: <laughs> yep, that's um doesn't taste a whole lot like berries.
0: okay. so what does it taste like? It
1: tastes like a I don't know. My mouth is all sticky now. So, a little coating. Yeah. A gross coating. A gross coating? There's a real gross coating in there. Okay.
0: Can you tell us Can you tell us how many calories are in that little pouch there?
1: 110.
0: 110. So you mm-hmm. get 110 calories from that. And and these are what's handed out. on course, this is your first ever goo. So has it got any caffeine in it?
1: One times.
0: <laughs> one, exactly. One, 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 one by caffeine. Well, I don't know what that means. Depends, right? Because yeah. you can get one by a two by... So, as a, as a meal supplement, how do you feel about goose right now?
1: As a meal supplement? Yeah. Not real great.
0: Not real great? No. Okay. Anything in, anything in the stomach? You're not feeling anything? No? I mean... No. Whenever I eat them, I feel like I've just eaten a brick. You know, I just feel... Oh. <laughs> but what you've chosen is definitely my favorite of the goose because it's thin. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of them tend to be really thick. All right. Isabel. Scandinavian maven, my triathlon Padawan has tried her first goo. Thanks for downloading the next installment of the thrilling Channel 3 podcast. You're here with the Red Rabbit and uh, my triathlon Padawan. That's right, the Scandinavian Maven. I'm here with Isabel. Hi. Perfect. Okay, so what do you got for us today, Izzy?
1: Uh so we have some news.
0: Some. I've been th- I've been quite a bit of news. Quite a bit of news. That's exactly right.
1: Um so we have tri news, a little bit of health news. A little bit. Some general news.
0: General. Okay, general multi sport news. Gotcha.
1: Uh some news on transfers. Yeah,
0: big news on transfers
1: results, future races, and a little bit of motorsport news. Motorsport? Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do we have in terms of our tri-news? Go for it.
1: Uh, First, we have the ITU Awards.
0: Okay, so this is the International Triathlon Union. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, an organization that typically governs... All of triathlon, but runs its own races independently. That's where you'll see all the Olympic hopefuls and, and uh, athletes, both male and female, um, from around the world. And there's a whole series of races, and they're literally all around the world. So they'll start in, I think they'll start in Dubai this year or the Middle East this year. And then they'll move around. They'll do Australia. They'll do a series in Europe, and then they'll do a series in North America. So what's what we got? What we got from those guys?
1: Uh, some exciting finishes. Uh, closest and largest.
0: Okay, so that would be closest finishes would be closest in terms of so they're giving they're giving awards for the closest finish in terms of timing, and then the largest finish would be the largest gap in terms of timing. Okay, what else we got?
1: Uh, rising stars.
0: Ooh, ITU rising stars. These are interestingly enough. These are definitely going to be people that you will see from ITU, and then move as their career lengthens. Typically, move up into the iron distance. Typically, the one forty point six. Okay, what else?
1: Uh, breakout star.
0: Okay, so who have we got? So who have we got in each of these categories?
1: Uh, for breakout stars?
0: Oh, for, for the first one, for, okay. what's the, for our finishes.
1: Uh, for closest finish, there is Andrea Hewitt and Jody Stimson.
0: Jody Stimson, okay. Uh, anything about their racing? Which, which races they were at for those uh, guys?
1: They were at uh, Dubai, or Abu Dhabi.
0: Abu Dhabi, yeah, okay. Abu Dhabi. What was the time separation? It
1: was zero seconds.
0: Ooh, that's what we definitely call a photo finish. And some of them have been photo finishes, so that would be quite an amazing finish to see. that less than a second between those two. So well done. Um, Who else we got?
1: And then the uh, largest finish was Flora
0: Duffy. Where's where's Flora Duffy from? Um, Bermuda? Yes. Okay, yeah. She's a Bermudan athlete. She's... Now, what we're missing is our beloved Saint Paul native uh, Gwen uh, Jorgensen. Uh, she has been by far away just one of the ITU just breakout absolute breakout. Olymp- she's in, she won the Olympics um, in Rio, and she's just been an absolutely phenomenal triathlete. She's now had a child, and she's now moving to the marathon. Just 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 straight straight marathon running. Um, but with her out of the picture, it's very. Very much sort of like, okay, who's going to be the next star after? Because Gwen was so dominant. So Flora, Flora Duffy here from Bermuda is really a, a breakout, a sensation, sensational, especially female triathlete. Very, 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 very good. Very, very good to watch. Excellent in all three disciplines. Very good. So who else we got?
1: What else we got? Uh, let's see. Uh, largest finish? Or we just did that. Uh, male rising star is Martin Van Ryl. real.
0: Okay, really haven't seen much from from this guy. Wouldn't be able to pick him out, pick his face out from the crowd, unfortunately. But well done on, on the on the award, on the achievement award.
1: And then uh, female rising star, we have Summer Cook.
0: Where's where she's from? U.S. Oh, okay, uh, that's good. And the reason I say that's good is because we've seen sort of a decline in American triathlon triathletes. I can say that myself, just from the racing circuit. You know, triathlon's definitely on the decline from where it was when I first started out. Um, in terms of participation and events, um, coordination, that type of thing, it's not where it was when I first started. And um, American triathletes have definitely been along with that curve. So what we're really seeing is the, like, a European powerhouse. The Europeans are absolutely dominating the sport currently. So for a rising star to be a U.S. athlete, that's that's very, very promising.
1: Breakout stars? Yeah, breakout stars. Uh, male breakout star is Christian Blumenfeld.
0: Oh, okay. I do actually know of, of, of Blumenfeld. Where's he from?
1: Uh, Norway? Yeah,
0: Norwegian. I, I, I think it's fair to say definitely one of Scandinavia's best triathletes, absolutely. But but also, I've, I've seen him um, on the circuit. He's, he's just got this grit and determination, especially at the shorter distances. Very, very cool.
1: Uh, female breakout star, we have Jessica Learmonth. From Great Britain
0: That's right. Um, Team GB, I think there's been a, a, a bit of a paradigm shift in terms of sports and I think I I personally put it down to the London Olympics. like when the Olympics was in London there was a, there was definitely a focus on sport of all kind. and it's really nice to see that Team GB has produced some really phenomenal athletes just across across the board in all sections. And for a breakout star in triathlon to be to be there is great. I think there's some future news about uh, Team GB, especially the ladies Team GB coming up a little bit later.
1: Uh, and then the last ITU award is Multisport star. So male is Lionel Sanders. Oh,
0: Lionel Sanders. There are so many people out there who are going to be so happy to hear that the ITU recognized Lionel Sanders. And uh, myself amongst them, the guy is absolutely phenomenal up until maybe maybe this last year maybe not much more than that but i believe he's been self coached and this is a guy who sticks it to himself in order to prepare for his kona um, ironman championship run there was a video he posted a video instagram or whatever it is um, on, online and it was him in his personal pain cave down in his basement with a treadmill in a very in a closet, basically in his basement, with a heater on, oh. with very little air circulation, uh-huh. and the camera sort of opens it up, and there he is just pounding out the miles. It he is his training is what Rocky Balboa would be doing for a triathlon. I mean, there'd be this whole training montage of of you know of him. Yeah, um, Lionel Sanders is very very impressive in terms of his dedication. He became very, very close at Kona to, to winning the whole deal, which is well, probably one of, almost certainly one of his goals. But just in terms of his his performances, he's really kind of phenomenal and, and walks in the mold of some Canadians who have gone before him as well. So it's very, 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 very cool to see that the IT, ITU recognized him. That was cool. Who we got for the ladies?
1: Uh, Felicity Sheedy Ryan.
0: Now, the interesting part about that is is that she was recognized as a duathlete. So mm-hmm. even though it's a multisport award, it just shows you that the multisport isn't just restricted to the world of triathlon, swim, bike, run, that there is definitely a recognition. And I can I can say this living in Minnesota, that early in the season, I really enjoy doing those duathlons, which is a run, bike, run format. Mm-hmm. Something you might like to do because, yeah, yeah <laughs> right? Takes the swim out of it, takes a lot of the... Um, Takes a lot of the fear out of it in in, mm-hmm. in many respects. You know, they're typically shorter distances, uh, like uh, like five k, then a bike, mm-hmm. and another five k, or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I can say that they're fast, they're furious. I, I take nothing away from duathlon, and they're really fun to do at both the beginning as a war as warm up races for triathlon and at the very end of the season for mm-hmm. for sort of the cool down of the season as well. So great ITU awards. Uh, what's up next?
1: Um. Fabian Cancellara invests in Tri-Events. Okay, Tri-star so events?
0: Fab- Fabian Cancellara, the Swiss time machine is what I refer to him as. So he's a Tour de France cyclist guy. I mean, Peloton, he just retired from pro cycling uh, within last couple of years. And there's a little bit surrounding him in terms of his nickname is Spartacus, race nickname. His race mm-hmm. nickname is Spartacus. And there's been a little bit of uh, negatives around some of his performances because he was so good. He was so dominant, very, very fast, Uh, very, very dedicated time trialist, which means uh, he could be out on his own on the bike and, you know, the race distance, let's say, would be 20K and he just knows how to just hammer down that. So dedicated cyclist. But what he's done is he's invested in this tri what's it referred to as tristar yeah tristar events so it's three events they're only held in europe but he's invested in triathlon and i actually know that so it's just just three events they're not sprint distances they're not olympic distances they're kind of a mix in between in fact i can tell you that um the swims are relatively short the bikes are longer Mm -hmm. which obviously suits him and then the runs are a little bit shorter, but he has actually done a couple of triathlons as well. So he's taken those mm-hmm. cycling legs of his and he's uh, actually put them on the pavement and 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 run, and they've done very well. I don't know whether it's quite rabbit quality, but you know <laughs> he's done very very well. What we got next?
1: Uh, so moving into health news. Um, okay,
0: what we got for some health news?
1: First off, Tim Don's recovery.
0: Oh, okay. So Tim Don injured a couple of days before the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii. I really didn't know the extent, like, how bad his injury was. He had an injury while riding a bike, in contact with a car. I don't know the full details, but I do know that, you know, he, like I said in the last part, he was wearing this huge halo, is in traction, as you said, and he had screws in this traction apparatus keeping his, his head in alignment and all that other kind of stuff. But he's been so positive throughout his recovery from what I've seen on, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter etc it's been very very positive and now the, the halo, the scaffolding the, the, the bit that keeps his head from moving is now off and he refers to it sort of wobbly head syndrome he's, he's got to strengthen all those neck muscles up but he's back and uh, he's positive and yeah no doubt we'll be seeing him again on the race circuit I would say within the next two years I really hope to see him out there so that's that's kind of cool so yeah and, and then you can see the images of these screws that were keeping his head in place mm-hmm. and they go through the tissue oh. through the skin you know to yeah. lip, they're like needles yeah. they got these needle points kind of through the skin and they hold his head in position like at the cranium <laughs> level not at the skin level but like at the cranium level which just tells you how much he couldn't move right? mm. I, that that's be tough for a guy who really enjoys going to the movie theater and getting the exact perfect seat, right? Mm-hmm. Not not looking up or down or to the left or to the right. Uh, that that would be a, a personal sense of purgatory, not yeah. being able to move your head at all. You know, you just got those eyeballs to move. So, mm-hmm. Tim Don, get well soon. We want to see you back out. And remember, he's the fastest person of the Ironman branded races. So he's mm-hmm. he did Ironman Brazil last year. ...and posted the fastest time of any 140.6 Ironman brand that's ever been done. So, get well soon. Who else is uh, recovering?
1: Uh, Matt Russell.
0: Yeah, so Matt Russell was at Kona, was at the Ironman World Championships... ...and this wasn't covered in like the NBC broadcast... ...but for those who were watching it live, there may have been a couple of texts from the Ironman live feed... But we really didn't find out until the day after, I think, or maybe later on that evening, that he'd actually suffered a crash on course. So he got uh, into an incident with a pickup truck where he went through the passenger side window. Wow. I think he posted that he was two to three millimeters from losing his right eyeball. And he has a scar that runs from basically top of his forehead, down past the cheek, down the neck. I guess he was very close to severing mm-hmm. like, major blood vessels in the neck, that whole deal. Um, it was really, really traumatic. Uh, one of the triathletes who was with him, Jesse Thomas... Said he'd never seen something like it before, and he'd never—he just saw Matt Russell just this truck pull out, and he just hit it. And he said, you know, he was expecting no one to to stand up after that. You know, it was how does
1: absolutely, that a truck get onto a course?
0: That's really a very very good question. I did not know this, but sections of the Ironman course in Hawaii are closed,
1: mm-hmm. and other
0: sections are not. And there, this was an intersection mm-hmm. coming out of a hotel oh. called the. Waikoloa Resort section, Mm -hmm. and I guess what had happened is there was a a pause of volunteers controlling the intersection, and there was some kind of work truck, some kind of vehicle that was uh, working for the Waikoloa Resort or something of that nature, and it was waiting, waiting, and it got waved through the intersection. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to the volunteers controlling the intersection, there was also another truck with some citizen Mm -hmm. behind it waiting, and of course getting frustrated because the Iron Man's taking place and, you know, they're only getting waved through once every eight minutes or whatever. So it immediately followed the truck. The truck gets waved through very quickly Mm -hmm. and the truck guns right behind it and bam! So the volunteers controlling, this is what what I've kind of interpreted from what has been released, and not a lot has been released, but I guess the volunteers weren't aware that there was another truck and the Mm -hmm. driver of the other truck thought he could make it and... Yeah, it's one of those times when I feel there's very little, very little respect for the cyclist on the road. From and I, I, I'm definitely going to come from that bias perspective that the driver and the cyclist. I'm on the cyclist side nine times out of ten, most probably. Um, but it's definitely one of those times when you know the driver took a risk; it was silly, mm-hmm. and the cyclist gets injured as a result of it. So it was really, really bad. But. He's now done his first race since then. Um, Obviously, all the sutures are out and things of that nature. But he still keeps talking. Oh, this okay? How how gross do you want to get? Let's go for it. Go for it.
1: Yeah.
0: He did a. He just did a a running race Uh uh, to get back. Uh, So Matt Russell lives in Colorado, or is from Colorado. But he just did a running race, training in here in the spring. Um, I think it was a ten k or something like that. And his Mm -hmm. comment was. Yeah, still some pus oozing out of the oh. wound. Okay, there you go. Right, that's how gross it is. Yeah. So, he's, so it was pretty severe, pretty severe um, event, but he's on the road to recovery, as is Tim Donham, and we really hope to see them back together. Matt Russell, by the way, um, he's just this guy who races I don't know, like five Ironmans a year, mm-hmm. and as someone who's done one a year, I can just tell you that doing the... I, I mean, on, in amongst all the other races, doing five... That guy is a machine. He really, really is. Impressive. Impressive. What's up next?
1: Uh, there was a close call, or near miss, with uh, Jan. Frodeno. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Jan Frodeno. Frodo. Frodo's really close call. Again, on the same theme of bicycle versus car. This one's a little different. He was down in Queensland, Australia, where he lives with his wife, who's also a triathlete. He's a new father, and he's out taking, you know, if we... Diametrically opposed the seasons, so we're in winter here, and down in mm-hmm. Queensland they're in they in summer. So he's obviously he's out riding on the road. Alfredino, he's releasing again another one of these Instagram posts or a video, maybe YouTube or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So he's a two-time Ironman World Champion, an Olympic champion, um, an Olympic champion, I think an ITU champion, but certainly a seventy-point-three champion as well. So this guy is good. It, Mm -hmm. This guy's a phenomenal, he's a German athlete By birth, now lives in Australia But apparently he was out riding his bike This was They refer to it as the near miss This is, uh, the way Fredino tells it Was an incident where a truck actually aims Itself at him Designed to push him off the road Mm -hmm. Or limit his room or something of that nature Then pulls, the truck Then pulls over, well I guess Fredino is vocalizing His (laughs) distress Uh Right? And the window gets wound down, and the driver just completely verbally abuses him mm-hmm. and calls him many names, including disparaging him for wearing Lycra on the bike, which, let me tell you, it's just an aerodynamic choice. Okay? It's just an aerodynamic choice. Okay. Is that okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you wear Lycra on the bike? Yeah. Uh, okay. No? Not so much? I
1: don't know. You don't no. know?
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway... His clothing was ridiculed, his sexuality was ridiculed, all this type of stuff. And it's just, as he says in the video repeatedly, it's not cool. So Jan Ferdino, near miss. Where are you at in terms of sharing the road with bikes?
1: I, I like to share the road with them. Was...
0: What's your modus operandum? You see a cyclist on the road, you're driving.
1: I go much slower until I get around them. <laughs>
0: Okay, do you give them room?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I am obviously very, very conscious of it. I'm also very conscious of cyclists who do the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, jump the stoplights, things like that. I have am...
1: seen a couple of knuckleheads. Oh, yeah.
0: and, we, and we have. And I don't want to excuse that because I really, really, really try to behave as the good cyclist in traffic. Because I always think it's you've got to be kind of the ambassador for the sport. But mm-hmm. I give a lot of room Um and I always slow down. And I, I have had incidences where I'm thinking to myself, why doesn't the car... I think my big, biggest tip, if you're listening to the pod right now, if in you're in any doubt or, or, or hesitation about what to do with a cyclist, just slow down.
1: Yeah.
0: You'll get... You're in a car. You'll get to where you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Just slow down. Assess the situation until you can give the cyclist plenty of room. Just do that. and And think to yourself, you know, you might be on that bike one day. You might be on that bike one day, but the worst drivers, ah, the worst drivers in my opinion, public transit drivers.
1: Yeah, they don't care.
0: <laughs> they do not care at all. Um, they'll sideswipe. They'll pull in. They'll pull out. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yes, please. I think I think every bus driver before they get their license, like a bus driving license, <laughs> mm-hmm. should have to go around the streets of like any major metropolitan area on a bicycle for at least two weeks. You know, like oh, yeah, you got to do it. Got to put your two weeks in at rush hour, and then you'll find out who's really doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else we got?
1: Uh, some good news, Rini and Tod's. Baby. Tod.
0: So this is one of you, you. You said this when we were when we were talking about this during during the. Uh, during the prep for the new section, you, you referred to some people as a power couple. This is triathlon's <laughs> ultimate power couple. This is uh, Rini, Marinda Carfrey, um, from Australia, and T.O.D., that's Timothy O'Donnell, from, from America. And uh, they definitely have the triathlon romance. And they have a, relatively speaking, newborn. But I wanted to bring it up just to let everybody know that they called their baby Isabel. Oh, Aww. It's a good name. It's a good it's a good name. It's a good name. It, 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 is it a popular name?
1: It wasn't until I was born, and then everyone saw, you know, how good of a name it was. Got it. They okay. to okay. their kids Well, uh,
0: right, right. So we now have T. O. D and Rooney's uh baby, baby Isabel, and I hope baby Isabel's doing really, really well. What's up next?
1: Uh moving into general news.
0: General what well, we got some, what what's this general news?
1: So Sir Mo
0: Sir Mo, Sir Mo
1: Farah. Uh, is to race some pretty big-name athletes in the London Marathon.
0: Yeah, I was taking a look again at this um, earlier, and it's it's pretty big. Apparently, according to race organizer, I believe, or, or someone in the race organization team, they said they would be happy to have any one of these athletes mm-hmm. at... Um, and I'm going to let you try to pronounce them.
1: Oh, I'm going to butcher it.
0: Okay. Well that's okay.
1: Alright. So there's uh Kenanisa Bekle.
0: You did much better with that than I probably would have done. Okay? Yeah. Okay, got it. So so Sumo Farah. Kenanisa Bekole, mm-hmm. And
1: And um Oh y- Yulid uh Chip Kippo, I think. Kip Kipoge, Kipoge. Okay,
0: got it. And uh, those are some really big names, not just from marathon running, but also from the track. So they are a group of athletes. Mo being the most recent, most just retired from sort of profession, professionally representing Team Great Britain at the Olympic level. I mean, he's he's bowed out now, and now he's just going to do sort of marathon events, etc., or longer distances, I believe. So he's not going to appear again. Um, a grand Prix on the track so he's, gonna, he's sort of retired from track racing but the big deal here is you're talking about people who have not who have won the marathon 16 17 or 15 16 I can't remember
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they've got massive track pedigrees moving in what else you know, I mean we got some Olympic medals triple
1: Olympic champion on track um Beckley uh, was second in last year's London Marathon
0: yeah there you go and so according to the race organizers they would be happy to have anyone having all three is set to be a uh, sort of a crowning race so that's going to take place in London right around April time it's uh, it's a great course last year's last year's London Marathon was outstanding absolutely outstanding um, for the amateur <laughs> For the amateur crowd And what I mean by that is um, There was an a- amateur runner A Welsh amateur runner Who finished as the fastest British racer oh. uh, Beat all the professionals It was absolutely incredible Absolutely incredible um, So now yeah We've got Samoa competing Against some pretty big names And he's run at least one marathon before Just the one um, I believe it is And you know, his training was based around the 5,000, 10,000 meters, so that would be 3.1 mile, 6.2 mm-hmm. mile range. So this is a big jump, like yeah. training for this. Um, you're talking about doing a marathon. These guys have be talking about doing a marathon in about 2 hours and 10 minutes mm-hmm. or less. And that means running at about 5 minute, 15 to 5 minute, 25 pace mm-hmm. for 26.2 miles, which... I can't even do for one mile mm. it's, it's blistering <laughs> yeah. like the pace is blistering and it's not their fastest it's that's their endurance pace mm-hmm. um we've never seen any kind of marathon like this in uh, in, in triathlon where a triathlon a, a really solid marathon in triathlon is anywhere from sort of like 235 to 240 that's a that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal triathlon um so these guys are going, like, practically speaking, like 30 minutes faster, which is which is like a minute per mile faster. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a blistering race. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. London Marathon, it's an amazing event. I'd like to do that someday. Okay. Uh,
1: so next is uh, the continuing leaks from the Fancy Bears.
0: Have you read any of these? I
1: haven't. Oh, uh, so
0: do you know who Fancy Bears are?
1: No. Okay. I mean, like, I've heard a little bit, but... Right,
0: so it's some Russian hacking group... And they hack here, there, and everywhere. Anything they think is important. Or, as I've come to understand it, so there's recently, so um, the results from Chris Froome, the Tour de France winning cyclist, were leaked. Now, maybe that wasn't a Fancy Bears. What I do know is Richard Shoneman from the Republic of South Africa, it was claimed by Fancy Bears that they hacked the Anti-Doping Authority and that he had a... What do they refer to it as? It's 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 not a negative. They refer to it as a sort of a negative analytical finding. Is what is what Mm -hmm. that's the official term. And Fancy Bears just leaked it, and so Fancy Bears leaks it. It turns out today that the International Triathlon Union, the ITU, said no, no, he didn't have any negative analytical finding. So my piece is: Are Fancy Bears are these hacking to be believed? And I just. I put now officially put no stock in it. It's mm-hmm. it's a Russian group of hackers. Mm-hmm. So puzzle me through this one, right? Yes. So it's a Russian group of hackers. Russia is unfortunately currently the largest doping nation, with practically speaking state-run doping. Mm-hmm. Um, to the you know, it's practically East German at, at its levels for many athletes I and mean, it's, and it's across the board, right? I mean you've got swimmers, you've got probably got golfers, right <laughs> Probably got the Russian curling team probably can't compete because of doping. I got, you know and then you have fancy best and so if you look at it as a very uh, if you look at it very objectively, what you can see is a country that's renowned for its doping and then you have this little group within it who finds out that other people are doping or alleges mm. that other people are doping. And I think what they do there is they try to point the finger away from themselves at others. that's one thing, but in some ways strangely, almost bring legitimacy to to performance enhancement. I don't know, it's really twisted. yeah so what I've just come to the terms with is this: you can't trust the pe- you can't trust the fancy bears leaks. the fancy bears leaks I just don't believe in them. Let the authorities do it and then you could say well you can't trust the authorities i think in this case you can trust the authorities Mm -hmm. um but it's so disheartening to read about someone like richie Shuneman from the republic of south africa who's had this and then is his reputation tarnished because the international triathlon union said no he's he he doesn't have a negative analytical finding but in the week between does Mm -hmm. he lose sponsorship does he lose possibilities of future sponsorships or future opportunities because Mm -hmm. people are Claiming that he's a dope cheat, don't believe the fancy bears. It's a, it's a, it's a political attack. That's that's where I'm at right now with that, that group, if I can call them that. Which, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not using words right now. You're
1: not using words. I'm not
0: using words, so I'm not describing them the way that I would without the microphone. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I'm I'm being um, diplomatic. Diplomatic. There you go. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, So. Moving on from that, on the transfer news.
0: Oh, yeah, we got some transfer news. So I'm very interested in who's pedaling what. And what I mean by that is bikes. Uh, and so there are running sponsors. I just don't think that running shoes differ that much mm. from manufacturer to manufacturer. I Personally, that's just mm-hmm. because your feet are so personal. You, you You could be in a pair of shoes that... Your favorite triathlete is is wearing, and they just don't fit right. The toe box isn't right, all mm-hmm. that other kind of stuff. Um, so, with that, I don't think I don't think that like shoes. I don't think what goggles you wear when you're swimming is a particularly big thing. Wetsuits, sure, they 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 can they can be, but I think the biggest deal because you're on the bike for the longest time, mm-hmm. and so I think that the the who's riding what is a very is a very interesting. Part of triathlon. So, who's transferred? Who's riding what?
1: Uh, so, first, Andy Potts. Ah, Bootsy. Yep.
0: Try name. Bootsy. Okay. So, Andy Potts, what's he, jump?
1: Uh He's moved from Cannondale to Seapal.
0: Okay. So, Seapal I, I seem to think is, uh, from the research, is it's Taiwanese carbon manufacturer. They have, they're a smaller company, um, and I, I believe that he'll be riding something called the Viper R right now, which is their time trial bike but what they're looking to do is develop a triathlon what's referred to as a triathlon superbike so when you because of the sport of triathlon doesn't have to obey something called the uci rules That's the Mm -hmm. union of cycling internationally um (laughs) the international cycling union because you don't have to obey those rules and they're they're the the group that tell you what your bike can literally look like if you want to enter into tour de france or any of the big like bike races your bike has to look a particular way. There's the double diamond and all this kind of stuff, and there's rules about how many millimeters this can be pushed forward. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so in many ways. I think in many ways. I, uh, I personally, as a tri-guy, I'm like, why don't you just let science innovation mm-hmm. be what it is? And so you can move from, you know, because without that, imagine if the UCI had said, no, you can only ride penny farthings. Do you know what a penny farthing is? It's the
1: one with the really big wheel. Yeah, right, right.
0: Imagine if they'd said, no, we're locking in bike design <laughs> like this. Right, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then now we're at this point where the same design of bike with top tube, chain stays, seat stays, that double diamond, if you can kind of see it in your head, mm-hmm. looks like a, you know, a bike frame looks like a parallelogram with a, with a what we call a seat post. Uh, down in between it, that is locked in by the UCI. Well, triathlon doesn't obey those rules. Mm -hmm. And so manufacturers, some manufacturers, will make what's referred to as the triathlon bike or sometimes the triathlon super bike, right, where they've completely gone for aerodynamics and performance and all this other, straight-line performance and all this other kind of stuff. So SIPO are looking to make one of these, which means if Andy Potts has moved over there and he was the fastest american finisher at kona this year It's a great guy um it probably means it's it andy potts is going to be the vehicle the triathlete that they're going to use to develop a new SIPO superbike so SIPO are gonna try for the tri market haha ha. who else is jumping
1: uh so both uh heather jackson and michelle Vesterby are moving from Cannondale to uh Argon 18?
0: Okay, so Argon 18, I think, is a Canadian manufacturer, I think. It's Crowey's, the bike that Crowey is currently riding. Um, and I'm, I don't know much about the Argon 18. I've never ridden an Argon 18. Um, but it, it's it's a tri-bike. Uh, I don't know if it's a UCI, so in other words, got a time trial bike, or if it's a dedicated uh, tri-bike. I think it's dedicated tri. Mm. Um But I think the big thing there is that Cannondale has just lost Andy Potts, Heather Jackson, with all her tattoos, and who else?
1: Uh, Michelle Vesterby. Michelle
0: Vesterby. So Cannondale just lost three big names in one foul swoop. And I think the reason for that is because what everyone's riding there is a a version of something called the Cannondale Slice, which is their time trial bike. And I Mm -hmm. believe that Cannondale are not interested in making a triathlon superbike. Um... And so that just kind of kind of shows with that. Mm-hmm. Um, any other transfers? Uh,
1: also, Flora Duffy is moving Oh, from-
0: so Flora Duffy, who just got a break. No, she just won one of the ITU awards. Yes. Okay. Was for closest finished, I think. Uh,
1: largest finish.
0: Largest finish. There you go. Yes. Yeah, it's Flora Duffy. Of course, it's going to be the largest finish. Right.
1: Uh, she's moving from Scott to Fe- Specialized.
0: Ah, okay, out with the old, in with the new. No, it's not really a case of out with the old, in with the new. It's a case of out with the others and all hail the mighty Red S that is specialized. Uh, specialized haven't made it, haven't updated their. They have a bike called the Shiv, it's their dedicated tri bike. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't made any significant updates recently because i guess i guess the the bike itself is is works very well the thing about it is that specialized say is that it's rider comfort is the primary thing and if you take a look Mm -hmm. at triathlon bikes like if you were to take a look at my triathlon bike and you were to get on it seeing as you claim to be approximately the same height as me (laughs) you (laughs) should be able to ride my tri bike Interesting. We're gonna we'll have to try that out on one summer's day. We'll we'll try that out. Oh, okay. Um but tri-bikes are not the easiest, most comfortable things, and what Specialized did was they made their shiv very, very comfortable so you can make a lot of changes and seat height and, and uh reach and, and all this other type of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's very interesting. And she's moving from Scott, which Scott have a very, very dedicated um tri-superbike. Uh, and so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Maybe specialized just gave her a better deal, but good to see good to see that myself. I because I'm a huge specialized fan.
1: Okay. Uh. So next, there are some results to go over.
0: Okay. So what do we got for results?
1: Uh. So there's the uh, I am seventy point three. Okay. So that's a
0: half iron disc. It's a half. So am is the Ironman brand, and then the seven. There's two races. There's the seventy point three, which we classically refer to as the half Ironman, mm-hmm. and there's the one forty point six, which is the the full Ironman distance. So what do we got for the for the seventy point three?
1: So Pusan, Chile.
0: Okay, so Pusan, yeah.
1: Um,
0: it's kind of the opening of the season right now. You know, we're in January. It's very much the opening of the season. So who's who's throwing down early?
1: Uh, for men, we have Lionel Sanders.
0: Okay. Pretty much any race he's gonna enter, if you see his name down, you should probably put. Unless he's up against some really stiff European competition, you should mm-hmm. probably put your money on Lionel Sanders. Um, even though he does have the porno mustache, um, his words, not mine. Um, he he probably just crushed it on the bike and then put in a really solid run. I mean, no one would probably touch him. I, th- I think that was the case of Poussin. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Mauricio Mendez came in second and then uh, Felipe Barraza
0: okay and uh, that's in Pusanchi. Were Chile were, were there any South Americans on the podium?
1: Um, Felipe is from Chile
0: okay got it yeah so sometimes you get those hometown races like mm-hmm. what's coming up we'll talk about it in terms of future races let's not, not forget the ladies who do we have for the ladies?
1: Uh, so Barbara Riveros is also from Chile Okay, and she, she was took one? first. yep. okay. One on the uh, one. Then Ellie Salthouse and uh, Valentina Carvalho.
0: Okay. Uh, I did I, I took a look at the Poussin. I didn't see any like outstanding news necessarily from either, either of those, but that will mean there's kind of professional points and getting them through to the getting them through closer to the 70.3 worlds. So that's cool. Next.
1: Uh, next is Challenge Iceland.
0: Okay, so we've got the Iron Man, we've got the Iron Man brand, and that's like this red M. We call it the mm-hmm. M dot. You may have seen it around. Maybe you may have seen it on like watches. Perhaps you know, uh, maybe not a my jacket. Work. Maybe a jacket. You may see it on mm-hmm. some lucky people as they're walking around. There. If they have, if they have an Iron Man jacket, you know, maybe the M dot that's on there. <laughs> maybe you know, yeah. I mean, people don't advertise, right?
1: No, not at all. Yeah, especially I mean, not people like I don't know. What are you talking about?
0: To what are you referring?
1: Never like, seen you wear anything Iron Man branded before. <laughs> Never. Okay. Never.
0: So the cat is <laughs> out of the bag. Yes, I do actually have two Iron Man brand stickers just for my just for my vehicle. Yes, yes. I'm very proud of what I've done. So you may see that. And Iron Man is it's a business, but um, there's a competitor to Iron Man, and that's called the Challenge Family or the Challenge Family of races. Um, and so Challenge is, again, another 140.6, exactly the same distance. And I believe that the race that they just held was the rather grueling Challenge Iceland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so Challenge Iceland... Well, what can you say about Challenge Iceland in the Northern Hemisphere in autumn, winter? What, what, what can you say about that? Um, you know, so like mandatory wetsuits, all mm-hmm. that other type of stuff. So what's that podium look like then?
1: Uh, so for men, you have Justin Metzler, Justin Bieber? No, I don't think he participated.
0: Have you seen he's got a lot more tattoos?
1: Yeah, that's old news.
0: Is that old news? That's
1: like when he got arrested for you know no whatever Whatever the Bieber got arrested activity. for
0: activity yeah
1: okay, got it. Yeah, sent back to Canada. The U.S. was like, out of here, bud.
0: He did get sent back to Canada, and he got prison tattoos. Yeah. Okay, got it. In the big house.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then uh, second was uh, Trevor Wertel.
0: Trevor Wertel, yeah. Wirtle. Canadian.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesper Svensson. Sounds Scandinavian. Sweden.
0: Of Sweden. He could probably stand the swim. Could you imagine doing a swim? It's in a glacial lake.
1: Ugh. Yeah. No. Not for me. Uh,
0: I... I, I like the way you go. No, I think it's even worse than. No, I think I think you could. I mean, obviously you got to wear a wetsuit, and so that race is just epic. And then, but when do you warm up? Probably so you, never. So you just get on the bike. You got to do. You've got to do, you know, 112 miles on the bike. As far as I can tell, Iceland looks like it could also be pretty windy because there's very mm-hmm. few trees on the island. Everything's super exposed, Great. and the wind blows off the North Atlantic. Over sheets of ice and glaciers, and then hits you on the bike. So that's got to be tough.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, very exposed. And then I guess you get to the I guess you get to the run when you get to the run, and but it's, re- it's it's relatively flat. At least the island is. Oh, I'm going to say it's relatively flat. And of course, knowing those endurance races, if there are any hills, they'll send you up and down as much as they can. Mm. But I believe. That this is the last time. In fact, I know that they're never going to do Challenge Iceland again, which is kind of a shame because I was actually thinking about doing it. <laughs> no. I was. Yeah. Why you... would
1: you do that to yourself? You're just talking about how horrible it would be.
0: Right. Wouldn't well, that got to be some bragging rights. <laughs> no. There.
1: That's the worst. You're what? just doing this to brag. You're not in it for the right reasons.
0: Hold on for a second. It's 140.6 miles. It's bragging rights for life. It's an important part that you understand that you get. When other people say, oh, I've done Challenge, I've done like Iron Man Florida, right? Right. Or or, um, Iron Man 70.3 Cushion. Uh, or whatever, or whatever it is, and some very very easy course, you know. Mm. I, oh, I did this Ironman where it was downhill from, from T one into T two. Like the entire bike ride was downhill. That's not the same as doing like, challenge Iceland. Oh, you've done that? That must be nice. I did challenge Iceland. <laughs> no, that doesn't doesn't appeal to you. Yeah. No, yeah. it will. It will. This is where it starts. It starts out. When you think to yourself, "I'm never going to," and then the next thing you know, the bug bites. So, who's who's in for the ladies?
1: Uh, ladies, you got uh, oh Johnny Seymour, Jeannie. Yeah,
0: Jeannie. J- Jeannie, is Jenny? that right?
1: I don't know. She's from South Africa, so I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Yep. Got it. Uh, and then Power Couple Heather hotel right heather
0: hotel so trevor and heather both came second both came second Mm -hmm. it's pretty big now they're famous for touring around at least north america um in like a camper or an airstream or something like that Mm -hmm. they'll do their races out of that so it must have been a bugger getting that to iceland (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then third is uh sarissa debris
0: okay perfect any more race results uh, that's it. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty slow start to the season. We, the ITUs haven't started up yet. Um, here in the northern hemisphere, you know, although Ironman Challenge, etc., are global brands, um, I think it's fair to say that there is just more racing in North America on the on the warmer side of things, or in the northern hemisphere on the warmer side of things. So we're we're pretty cool. I can tell you this. I can tell you that our beloved St. Paul
1: mm-hmm. will
0: be hosting the National Championships of Winter Triathlon. Ah, that's coming exciting. to us. So that would be running, like a snow run,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: snow bike, typically what we refer to as the fat-tire bike, mm-hmm. and then Nordic skiing. And I think that's quote-unquote freestyle, so you can choose mm-hmm. either classic or skate. Everyone's going to choose skate because it's the faster of the two disciplines. But that's taking mm-hmm. place here right at the end of January, um, just before we have the, the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that's the National Championships. So we could enter qualify for worlds cool yeah I'm not entering You're not entering. I'm not entering I'm no. a horrible skier I'm a really horrible skier it it, you know but I might you know you the weather. just give it a go I might it's so nice next year I might next year give it a go huh. let's see what I can do because I've got the, I've got the fat tyre bike I've got those things so uh, I might just give it a go so what's coming up in future races
1: Future races, there is the uh, 70.3 in South Africa.
0: Okay, 70.3 South Africa. So Mm -hmm. this uh, is a race where it's a saltwater swim. Now, saltwater swims are really preferential because you're more buoyant. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that you will see when you're swimming is... Um, if it's in salt water you're just going to be faster and the reason for that is the more buoyancy you have no matter what effectively the less weight you're pulling through the water so the less weight you're pulling through the water the faster you'll be mm-hmm. and so this is an ocean water swim however I also seem to remember that 70.3 South Africa um, it's, right the very, it's right at the very tip of the continent mm-hmm. it's um, actually rather close to uh, the actual southernmost point it can be really cold. It can be ridiculously cold. That water can mm-hmm. from the Indian Ocean. So even though you get the salt water, it's going to be a guaranteed full wetsuit ride and uh, it, I, sometimes even that swim is cancelled uh, or shortened because of that. Mm-hmm. So you've got that. And then uh, coming up, we've got the, the bike is nothing spectacular. It's a little bit bumpy, but it's an out-and-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it climbs up to so you're at start at sea level Mm -hmm. and i think it jumps up maybe 500 meters um over the course of the um 56 mile bike ride so it's not it's not grueling so it's going to be a fast bike uh, again weather conditions it could be wind it could be rain etc but Mm -hmm. it's a relatively fast bike out and back so you go out obviously you're going uphill you turn around and it's practically speaking you know 20 what would that be 28 miles of practically speaking downhill yeah yeah that's going to be a fast race and then what's the run i think it's two loops yep just a double loop does the two loop run um i think right sort of downtown so there's there's very very little elevation gain on that it's just kind of run along the shore almost um maybe into town and back so who's there anybody there
1: Jenny Seymour, ah,
0: from from the uh, from just winning the challenge race, right? Yeah. So she's going to be doing seventy point three, so that's impressive.
1: Mm -hmm. And then uh, Kyle Buckingham.
0: Okay, he's in. He's I think both of those are both South African athletes. Yes. And so Kyle Buckingham uh, will be down there. He's a he's a very promising uh, South African racer. So that's great. Any other news? Any other races?
1: Uh, I got the seventy point three in Dubai.
0: Okay, so I think that's the week later, um, so it's just beginning of February, uh, 7.3 Dubai. So I took a look at this, Course news, swim is another ocean swim in the Gulf, mm-hmm. uh, in the Arabian Gulf, so it's another saltwater swim. Now, here we have the opposite, instead of having it being too cold, it might be too warm, so it mm-hmm. might not be wetsuit legal, there's a possibility of that, but also... Then when you're out on the bike and on the run you know you gotta deal with the desert you gotta deal Mm -hmm. with it's it's in the united arab emirates and so you gotta deal with the heat um the bike is pancake flat absolutely it doesn't even climb 100 meters in 56 miles Mm -hmm. from sea level it's another out and back course it doesn't even go up 100 meters so you've seen a track before right you've seen you've seen a running track Mm So if you think think about the 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 straight, you know the the Usain Bolt hundred meter flat straight, right. right? You stand that up, mm-hmm. and that's tall, right? It's yeah. like a thirty story building, mm-hmm. right? But over twenty six miles, it doesn't even go up that much. Mm-hmm. Over twenty six miles, it doesn't even go up by a hundred meters. So that's going to be that could easily be a a, a super fast bike. It's out and back so whatever elevation you do go up you're going to gain it back so there's going to mm-hmm. be whoever's there and I know a few names who are there. There's, it's going to go to a, it's it's a really good opportunity for someone with a solid bike ride right, to be able to put in some time on their competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the run I think is a three lap. Yep. So it's a three loop course. Have you ever done, you ever done loop races? Have you ever done anything like that? No. Okay so I know you've done a half marathon like out and back. Mm-hmm. Loop courses um, i I don't mind, and I know a lot of people, especially, don't like the three-loop course. So, the first Ironman, South Africa, is a two-loop, and this one's a three-loop. I actually like three loops because the loops are short, mm-hmm. and when you're on the second, you can say to yourself, "I oh, only got to do this one more time." I oh, only got to do this one more time. Um, I, but psychologically, I, I, I don't have any problems whatsoever with the with the three-loop course. And again, I think that one runs right by the beach, so it's going to be very, it's going to be very very flat. And it's going to be fast, so it's going to go to the fast. It's going to be a fast race overall. I think if you were to compare the winning times between those two races, you're looking at at least 10 minutes for the, for the finishes, right? Um, I think the other news to that is who do we have? Oh, Don't we have a bunch of names appearing?
1: Yeah. Um, Terenzo? Terenzo?
0: Terenzo uh, Bazzoni from uh, New Zealand, okay. Uh, Alistair? Alistair Branley. And um, Enko, en- yeah, yeah, en- e- en- e- Eniko Janos, Lan- e I think that's how he's en- e- Eniko Janos, Eniko Janos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think Pedro Gomes is there as well. Just to name for the male field is really thick. Mm-hmm. There must be in excess of like thirty male pros that are, that are there, so, and and there's a lot of people there, and a lot of people going for points for the again the Kona c- c- professional, but it'll probably be one of those four on the podium. My money is on Alistair Brownlee, as it always is, double Olympic champion, Team GB. Um, If he is anywhere close to form, he's had surgery recently, but if he's anywhere close to form, I think it will be his race to lose. He's a very strong cyclist. And um, if you saw the Olympic footage, uh, he's also a ridiculously fast runner as well. So Mm -hmm. uh, it could be his race to lose. Uh, females, um, I think the interesting thing about the females is just the lack of females. If there's 30 males, there's mm-hmm. like 12 to 15 females. So I don't know another reason for that. And I think the other thing is um, it's stacked with just Team GB athletes. There's, mm-hmm. there's probably of the 12, for, so that will be a quarter of the athletes for mm-hmm. team from Team GB. No one uh, from the Ironman World Championships like Lucy Charles is there. But uh, yeah, it's just on odds alone. Just with the fact, you're probably saying Team GB could sweep uh, the Dubai Triathlon with Alistair Brownlee for the boys, and then one of any four for the girls.
1: What's next? Uh, motorsport news.
0: We got a little motorsports news. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, this part is about endurance racing and things like that. Um, and so we talk about marathons, and we talk about triathlon in particular. But I'm always on the lookout, searching for, you know, Twitters, etc., etc., for other endurance sports. So there's this race that used to be referred to as the Paris-Dakar Rally. And the Paris-Dakar Rally, I think, started yeah. in the 70s. I thought it was older than that, but I think it actually started in the, in the 70s. And I think it gets its name from the fact that it used to start out in Paris mm-hmm. and drive to Dakar in Senegal.
1: Oh,
0: wow. so across the Sahara Desert. <laughs> Uh, so you drive down, you know, uh, and then you start out maybe in Algeria or something like mm-hmm. that. And then you drive to Dakar and Senegal. And now it's moved and it's just referred to as the Dakar Rally now. And it's, I think for the last few years, it's only taken place in South America. But it's mm-hmm. completely hostile. You're in absolute wilderness. You can go on YouTube and you can search this thing out. But the news is, is that I think Sam Sunderland from GB. Mm-hmm. So he won. He's the first British athlete to... Win and there are different divisions. There's like three, I think, major divisions. There's the car, there's the truck mm-hmm. or the lorry, as I would call it, and then there's the motorcycle. And um, he won the motorcycle last year. And this year, I guess, not only crashed out, but also mm-hmm. from whatever footage there was of this event, uh, or whoever saw it, it was basically a oh, I don't think he's this guy's getting up again. It was that bad of a crash. But so he's out of the Dakar, and I think we've got our winners now, actually, and and. Uh, we were As we were looking at this, the the Dakar, how many miles is that? Or it's probably measured in Ks, right? Uh,
1: 9,000 kilometers.
0: It's close to 9,000 K. And I think they do it in the space of two or three weeks. I mean, they've got to read maps. Um, they don't know the route for the next day until kind of the day before. You mm-hmm. know, they have no idea. Kind of, they know... The starting points and the ending points, and mm-hmm. kind of the approximation, but they go over dry riverbeds, they go through cattle fields, you know. I mean, it's complete wilderness, it's really, really impressive. Yeah, so Sam Sunderland, sorry about the crash, crashed out. And who who do we have for our winners?
1: Uh, Carlos Sainz,
0: Carlos Sainz, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Spain, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's been on the podium before, uh, I think he won the overall, and then for the motorcycles,
1: uh, Mateus Wachner,
0: ah, uh, right, and he. He was close, I think, last year as well. Um, he may have crashed out last year, leading to Sam Sunderland winning. May have. If not, he was close last year. Um, and this year in the Dakar, he was um, within, within winning distance, approaching the last stage, but he actually didn't win it until that very final day. So, that's all the news it's fit to read here on Channel 3. so much news I just feel like we've just run out of time we don't want to make it mm-hmm. too long right right we want to leave yeah, save them save something for next time exactly leave them wanting more that's my thought exactly but I'm just going to ask you this we're just going to finish we, we could talk good tech crap tech we could talk about workouts for the week and I do hope that everybody out there is thinking about doing some working out Mm mm get outside <laughs> it's never too cold it's never too windy oh
1: it's actually pretty nice today yeah it's,
0: it is nice it's never too cold it's never too windy it's never too rainy it's just all a matter of mental attitude but We'll we'll finish with this. We'll finish with our speak. Mm. So our word or our phrase of the pod. Are you ready? You're gonna to have to try and decipher this one. Okay. Okay. Ready? So it's just pure trispeak, and the phrase is number plate.
1: Number plate.
0: Number plate. Doesn't matter how many times you repeat it. Now you gotta tell me what it means.
1: It's like a license plate for a human.
0: <clears throat> ah, not bad. It's like a license plate for a human so where might a number plate when 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 athletes talk about their number plate or whatever what do you think that might refer to I have no idea no idea no. none so in triathlon like in many other sanctioned races you must wear a number or a bib number oh okay at all times of course during the race
1: it's just called a bib number that
0: right, but it wouldn't be try-speak enough, would it right? So you gotta try speak it kind of, all up. Remember to kind of
1: make everything you, difficult.
0: You, right yes, you can't eat, you must
1: get calories on board That's
0: exactly right. and you, you can't just eat anything. you have to eat a goo. You, mm. uh, your food must be in goo or gel form. <laughs> uh, and it must say things on the wrapper like maximum calorie delivery. <laughs> yeah. How much caffeine? One times. <laughs> one times. One times what? Well, one times. <laughs> that type of thing. So try speak. The number plate is your bib number or your race number. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you ha- can have your name written on the number plate or a phrase or something. Depends it Depends upon the kind of race. But there you go. In triathlon, they can say, you can say, oh, look at my number plate. And... For me at least, that you I always find something auspicious in those randomly assigned numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's got a seven in it. That's lucky. Um, and the other thing is, I'll leave you with this. Whenever I get to the start line, I'm typically very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter how much training I've done or anything like that. I'm always nervous come race day. And I always make the same jokes. Yes. Always make the same right. jokes. your one? Well, no. No, I mean I always say at the beginning of the swim,
1: you turn it to like a random guy and yeah. and make a joke.
0: Because yes, because because I'm nervous, so I always turn to a random person, um, and I always I always make a joke. And my at the start of triathlon, which starts with a swim, mm-hmm. I always turn to somebody around me and say, "Okay, let's just remember no peeing until the first marker buoy, <laughs> right?" So that's my that's uh-huh. my joke. You can use that one. Do you
1: get a chuckle out of it?
0: I typically I get a chuckle, and then somebody else will say too late. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's a better joke. <laughs> that's a better, okay. So yeah. I'm setting you're up. setting someone. I'm up. setting
0: I'm setting someone up for the for the great delivery. But also when you're at the when you're at the um, the transition area setting up, I'll always tell the person who's like racking next to me or something like mm. that. I'll say, oh look at your number plate. Look, I'm supposed to finish in 147th. You're supposed to finish yeah, in 128. I've heard
1: that one okay, before. <laughs> right, exa- right, okay,
0: so nothing original in that. So your, your bib number or the number plate, it, I always say, well, you're supposed to finish in this order, right? Um, so there, there you go. Uh, well, thanks for listening. We hope you'll tune in, download, and get out. Okay, it's goodbye from the rabbit.
1: Also goodbye from me.
0: <laughs> Perfect.